Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Barry White saved my life, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England kept a clean sheet. Ireland got a big win and Wales got a big point. It's Monday, 13th of June. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Welcome to the start of the working week, everybody. Good to have you with us on the Football Ramble. I don't work. Uh, <laughs> I just hang out. It wasn't an intro for you particularly, okay. Peter. Right. Where, where were you hanging out on the weekend, so to speak? Uh, watched a bit of football. Whoa. Where did I hang out? I went to Gypsy Hill, uh, draw my card down to Gypsy Hill, oh, yeah. nice. uh, left it in Sainsbury's, and it's, I've got to go and pick it up today. All right. Well, yeah. Down which aisle? <laughs> Smash it in the back. It sounds like you've forgotten the car, like Jermaine Pennant when he left Wales <laughs> yes. Aragatha. That's Loads of like tickets that. on the window. Always nice to be reminded of that, Andy. And he left he left the keys in it, so yeah. when he told the press officer, you can keep it, uh-huh. he was actually able to, wasn't he? Is it still there? No, the press officer got to keep it. He, like he, said, think... he said, can you go and get it from the station, and mm. if you do, you can keep the car. Do you know what? He I... will regret that, but... surely, in I... the future, I or think now. I have made a tourist attraction out of it. <laughs> Although, would all those Jermaine Pennant diehards, it would just, they'd be yeah. coming over, all the time, a shrine. With and maybe... their pennants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only the penitent man will pass, and all that kind of stuff. Maybe actually best not to. Well done, mm. that uh, uh, press officer. Uh, chaps, we, we're still enjoying the UEFA Nations League. Enjoying being the operative word. England drew nil-nil with Italy, of course, in Wolverhampton. Uh, Nothing screams there isn't a World Cup this summer than England drawing (laughs) uh, in a flat performance in Wolverhampton. Andy, the the school children in the ground, they gave it the raw, but they couldn't get England over the line, of course. But England have now gone almost five hours without scoring in open play. Now, a lot of people saying, oh, Gareth Southgate, blah, 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 blah. Some people like me defending him. There's an Go internal... Blah, 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 blah. There's it, blah, 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 blah. A few more <laughs> blahs, we yeah. win. But there's an internal struggle here within England. Mm. Now, do we, what do we think of this uh, uh, Nations League campaign so far? 
with England. Ahead of the, the, the World Cup in, in Russia, of course, where Southgate was quite untested uh, as England manager, there was, there was a few dull games. I remember in particular uh, Germany and Brazil. But you could see he was working on the shape and, and so on. A different time as England manager, of course, let expectation genuinely very low for the first time ever for me supporting England. Um, ahead of the Euros in, in 2020, again, couple of sloppy results. There was a loss at home to Denmark. Belgium were, were much better than England when they went there. They lost 2-0. Again, you could, he was trying out shape. You could see certain things. And of course, in the tournament, in both of those aforementioned tournaments, England did pretty well, uh, even though in, in the Euros it ended in, in disappointment, but they still reached the final. What do you see this time? Because a part of me thinks, I hope this is one of those ones where he's trying things out and 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 maybe, you know, as we get to the tournament and then, and then we'll come alive. But there is this little nagging voice in me thinking... We look a bit flat. Yeah. Is he sort of running out of ideas? You know, what, what's going on with this England side? What do you think? I think if you look at it more globally, there's mm-hmm. nothing to panic about. Yes, Andy! What I think is interesting is arguably the two European teams most likely to win it. So yes. France and England, I would say. Not Spain, though. No. They're looking pretty tasty. They they need to play well and take their chances to oh, score games and Germany as well. I mean, look at the way Germany played against England. See, this is what I mean, Andy. I, I, I think I think Germany are quite a long way behind. I think the okay. difference between Spain, uh, Spain, Germany, and Netherlands mm. know exactly the way they're going to play. Okay, I don't really get that impression of either France or mm. England. I think they've got the two best sets of players from the European nations. Mm-hmm. If you told me. That if, if each of you told me, if one of you told me they're going to play three at the back and one of you told me they were going to play four at the back, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know who to believe. Mm. And I, I'm not sure I'm not sure Gareth Southgate would know. And you could say the same with Didier Deschamps. Mm. There are so many question marks over the shape of those. Mm. So I think it's fine for them to do the planning now, both mm. Southgate and Deschamps. What you don't want to be is be Deschamps at Euro 2020 where you're deciding what you're going to do. Mm-hmm like halfway through the last 16 game. Yeah. That, that kind of scuppers you. I feel that this Nations League is kind of collateral damage. Okay. And it's almost, is less important to England, France, Spain, Portugal, Belgium even, I suppose, even even though they're a, they're a degree lower now. In, in terms of, it, it would be nice to win but it doesn't really matter that much, particularly in this year. You've got to find a way to workshop that's not in the tournament. And it's not like you're, I don't know, a a Wales or a Republic of Ireland where actually doing well in this competition would help you qualify, or Scotland, where it would help you qualify for the next tournament. Mm. They're going to qualify for the next tournament anyway. It really doesn't matter in terms of, of Euro 2024. So I feel quite relaxed about Southgate workshopping stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, well, that's a bit more positive. I appreciate seeing Peter. <laughs> are you a little bit more hopeful? I I saw Gareth Southgate. It, he seems now to be that a... Andy. Sorry, I didn't finish that sentence sorry. because Andy was quite hopeful. Are, yeah. are you a bit more hopeful now? Andy sort of said that. Um, I think I, I get the sense that maybe I'm just sort of noticing it a bit more now. But I fear that Gareth Southgate's sort of feeling the, the pressure and feeling the media mm. more than he ever has. He's and biting back a little more than he has done. A little bit. I mean, he's, in the same way that Tolkien in, 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 uh, made that language of Elvish and, and right. you know, J.R. Martin uh-huh. made that one uh, uh-huh. about, you know, I can't, you know, Klingon in Star Trek. So you're and saying stuff. him and Grealish are well, talking no, to each other? He's invented in, uh-huh. another language. It's right. called Mason Mountish, where he just wants to talk about Mason Mount all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all he wants to talk about. He's like, well, 
we may have a, a, a crisis at the back, but have you thought about Mason Mount? Mm. He's very good, isn't he? He can track back and stop the but he's, stop the players. <laughs> but he's got, and I said this on the WhatsApp group, he's got a tailored suit and he's wearing a belt. Mm. Now, I see that as a man who has not moved on right. <laughs> from two years ago because things have changed. Mm. He's lost a bit of weight, mm-hmm. but instead of getting those trousers brought in, yeah. he's getting himself a belt. Yeah, get them, get them pulled in, get them redesigned. Has he got the belt to you know to crack the whip or crack the belt? Maybe, I, I, <laughs> maybe I, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, but well, he... I think this is allegorical in terms of where <laughs> England are because um, the fact is, if you've got the right blazer, and I'm thinking Sven in Japan and South Korea. He said it, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. No, not me. No, no one, no one even cares what no belt you're wearing, <laughs> or, or if you're wearing point. a belt. Yeah, mm. true. That is true. Or if you, or if you take that blazer off and the rest of your clothes, <laughs> you know, suddenly even more desirable. Um, but Gareth Southgate did say that his that his his England team are too reliant on Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling, Peter, and the, and the numbers back that up. Getting Callum Wilson then. Eight oh, and eighteen for Newcastle. Oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Relegated Burnley single-handedly. You told me. Get him in the blooming team. You told me that you'd sobered up. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with that? <laughs> they are over reliant on him. Yeah, but that, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Callum Wilson's—he's not in there anymore, is he? Tammy Abraham is. He started right. the game. Of course, what did he Andy. do? Um, he ensured Gareth that England... hits him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he has got a point. Obviously, Southgate <laughs> statistically is correct that they are a bit. Reliant on Kane and mm. Sterling and uh, he, he mentions Grealish of course quite a lot because people think that Grealish is the saviour and, and and there is this kind of want to create this talismanic uh, vibe about Grealish and he isn't quite that fortunately because we did that for Rain, Wayne Rooney for years and David Beckham previously and, and, and blah 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 blah, blah. Um, but with, with Kane and Sterling I mean it is shades of Beckham and Owen if you remember there was mm. a period when Beckham and Owen were really the only ones who would score for England so you're working out when's going to be their Columbia moment in in, in, in the World Cup. <laughs> yes, basically. exactly. But I mean, going forward, you know, England haven't scored a lot of goals and so on. What, what, where do you think England are going wrong? What, is there a different combination they could use? It's Man United's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yes. I, I think there are there are two issues. One, um, the, the sooner Foden is ready to play all the games, the better. Agreed. I, I, I think that's absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Two, I think they are too reliant on... I think you're going to be reliant on on Kane, but you're going to get a greater fluctuation in Raheem Sterling form yeah. mm-hmm. than, than you are Harry Kane. Yeah. I think the other thing is, and what we saw in this game, you need the backup to be properly ready. Mm-hmm. And in terms of you know putting in the yards as far as planning goes, I... I I can understand that you, you know you make substitutions in international games. You mix it up. You don't want everyone to play ninety minutes at this point in the season. Sure. The bit where they took off at, at Tammy Abraham, uh, my heart kind of sank because no. I just I just thought they've already played Kane too much this international window. Yeah. For, mm. for my taste, what are they going to find out about him? But that, yeah. but that I, is I my think, point earlier. Uh, that... We're, we're going to get to Qatar. I think Tammy Abraham should be the backup for Harry Kane. Do we know if he's ready for it? Not really. Are we going to know he's ready for it? I don't think so. Well, that, but that's the thing about that. When you were saying about Southgate and, and England maybe not caring so much about the results and all that sort of stuff, well, he clearly does. He wants to win these games. Yeah, mm. yeah. And and so you always want to win, but I think that, that, and that's what Pete said, the pressure is maybe getting to him a little bit 
But he's Press, thinking, I think, is certainly getting to him, and this Grealish kind yeah. of like totemic kind of uh, totally, situation. yeah. And I, and I think that he's been saying, you know, I don't want to outstay my welcome. He's he said mm. that a few times. Now he said that before he signed the new contract as well. Mm. So it will be interesting to see. But I mean, England's performance against Italy was, wasn't great. I mean, Italy missed a few chances. England missed a few chances. Sixty percent possession against an Italy side who are trying, who each individual player is trying to you know stake their claim for, yeah. for a position. I don't see that as a massive failure at all. Oh, I, I agree, Pete. I don't think and it's I a think, disaster. No, I think the way that. Italy press they were annoying opponents weren't they yeah and I think given that they had Those quite a European champions <laughs> <laughs> well given that they had quite a lot of new players in the team it was, mm. it was a pretty young team I think the way that they worked as a group the way that they pressed collectively it reflected very very well mm-hmm. on Mancini if there was going to be something that you were going to pick at Southgate a bit for or you're going to look at it and think is there someone who could do better I'm not saying that Roberto Mancini should be England manager by mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. but looking at it thinking there is a coach who can make everyone feel part of it, make mm. everyone feel integrated. I mm. mean, of course, we're sitting there. You know, he's not made the World Cup, but you know, I, I felt that Mancini got more credit from this than Southgate, perhaps. Sure. Well, mm. two players that did feature for England, which was nice to see, Aaron Ramsdale, of course, who made some some good saves. We expect that from him, of course, very talented player. And Fekayo Tomori came in for his first start of the international break alongside Maguire. And Tomori, that's <laughs> speaking on behalf of all England fans, there's real hope in him, isn't there? Because yeah. England at the back are a bit uh, uh, shaky, and uh, old Maguire, you know, hasn't had the best of times. It's, it's, it's like you it's think you've had a good season, you're going to play alongside Harry Maguire tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've, you've had a long, old, hard season, have you? Well, they, we're really going to test you now. Uh, but they did keep a clean sheet, although some uh, uh, poor finishing did uh, enable that. But yeah, Tomori, there's, there's not that many games left, but then. Yeah. The example of Maguire, though, heading into Russia 2018, he hadn't played that much international football and then was thrust yeah. into a tournament and did well, lest we forget. So so we'll see if uh, if Tomori plays a little bit more. Obviously, the game against Hungary is um, happening on Tuesday night. So, you know, Southgate at home against a, a poor opponent who've already beaten England, England at the bottom of the group. And you don't want to get relegated, by the way, because otherwise Big Sam will be circulating. <laughs> Cir- circulating? Circling. Might be circulating on Twitter. Uh, but, uh, but England, obviously, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how he approaches that game um, as well. So, yeah, I mean, not too inspiring from England, but Andy, I think we we heed your advice. Let's just make sure we're all nice and calm and we don't go over the top. I, I know I introduced it as a bit of a joke, but why haven't we? Why aren't England considering even putting Callum Wilson Here in the squad? Because I know been, you can't rely on him. A lot. I know you can't rely on him. Yeah, but he's fit, mm-hmm. and if he's available, yes. he scores goals. He did. He, when is he was this a, simple, he, or he, is this hard? He he did. <laughs> Feature in the third place playoff in the UEFA Nations League well, against go. Switzerland. He did score. It was disallowed. <laughs> we we have that show reel. Of course, um, I fear that um, that Tammy Abraham is ahead of him though, having mm. just won a European trophy a European and scoring trophy. lots of goals a in, Serie, in Serie A. Okay, um, uh, so so there we are. Oh. Um, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, we spoke a lot about Southgate, the the, the current England manager. I'd like to turn our attention to a former England manager. Of course, there was an interview uh, with. Uh, which one? I, I can't figure out which one. <laughs> it was an interview with Ilano, uh, formerly of Manchester City. You remember him? Um, Brazil, of course, uh, in the Guardian. And he spoke, spoke very favourably about uh, Sven. He said, we had a wonderful group at Man City, a great coach. Sven Joran Eriksson was one of the finest men I've ever met. He gave flowers to the employees. A real lord. 
Well, he gave flowers to roughly half the employees. <laughs> Very specific ones. And I, even then. I mean, one of the finest men of A real lord. A real lord, yeah. Lord Sven. <laughs> I think, I think in, in the, uh, well, I guess it was Manchester City at the time. Yeah. And Sven has the sort of like the sort of air of a man who yep. has a fiefdom to me. Got to keep your fiefs well flowered. True enough, yeah. Because <laughs> you're good friends with Lord Grip, isn't he? Yeah. Well, there we are. Uh, right, gentlemen, let's move on uh, to Ireland, who beat Scotland three 0 It was a great day for the Irish. The first time that they've scored three goals at home in a competitive game for eight years, and they're the biggest margin of victory between these two sides since 1961. Just to chuck a few factoids at you. It was, I mean, for a side who've hardly scored goals and have been having a terrible time, particularly the second goal, um, the way it was taken was, was, was pretty good. Although I say particularly the second goal, the third goal as well. It, I mean, Ireland were loving life, weren't they? It was suddenly yeah. an explosion of goals, which they, as we say, have been missing for, for quite a long time. Well, they gave Scotland a lot of chances in the first half and then went, well, if you're not going to take them, we'll have a goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, we wanted to ensure that people would see goals today and if you're not going to play your part, I suppose we're going to yeah. have to stop. Well, they were playing out, out of, the, uh, of, their, of their back, like, like under pressure, yes. losing the ball. Oh, if yeah. Scotland aren't going to take those chances or even get a shot on target, mm. then... You know, you'll you'll lose three 0 It's the Kenny way. But uh, Mikhail <laughs> Delaney pointed out that Ireland very rarely score goals like the third one. Now you could say many sides don't score goals like that regularly. Yeah. But but uh, Oberfemi, the way he sort of smashed it in, it's true. Like it was, he had a really good game as well. Didn't Femi, he? Like. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he had a really good game, didn't he? He did. Uh, and uh, the the ball for. Troy Parrott's second goal. Yeah. That was a beautifully put together goal. And, but I mean, and great movement from 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 Parrott as well. Totally. Though. But that's what I mean. That that goal. Lovely. Stuff. The way it, the way they worked it, and it was moved and finished. It, it looked like a side who were free scoring. <laughs> it's, it's like Pete was saying that little invitation that they decided <laughs> oh, yeah. to accept by that point. Because after that, but just in the period before that, um, after the opener, they were getting a flurry of chances mm. all of a sudden from from absolutely no. Scotland defended really poorly. No, they were as as, as well. Mm. I mean, they have been. Do- I mean, they, they were booed off. Um, by by the fans, of course. Andy Robertson was damning in his post match comments. Steve Clark was so down. I mean, yeah. you, you obviously sounded down after Ukraine, understandably, but but really was very down after this and said, you know, he'd have to sleep on it before commenting further. He was at a complete loss. He said Turn- in the dressing room, they were all heads down, like they were just, a, as I said, a complete loss about turning up like that against a side that just cannot, they absolutely stink at home. Mm, yeah. and, and, and they've turned up and, and they thought, well, home form is enough to get yeah. us through here and it was just absolutely poor. They, they, they just need, like Tierney can't stay fit mm. and they just need that kind of lightning rod player. They just need a player who's a 9 out of 10 rather than mm. having 11, 7 out of 10s. Yeah. Because everyone's looking at everyone else going, I'm not my main man from, from my, from my um, club mm. side, so I'm always looking at someone else to, to do something. But when you've got a team full of those mm. characters, it, it just doesn't work. And they just, they, you know, their story leading up to the last tournament was, we've got 50 left backs and yeah. <laughs> we yeah, yeah, to yeah, put yeah. the ball in the back of the net. <laughs> well, and they only scored one goal at the, at the Euros, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's, it's been a problem for them for, for a little while. I mean, yeah, because if you're looking at established Premier League players as maybe, you know, the ones to look for, I mean, John McGinley gave the ball away like seven times in the first half an hour. Mm. And you think he is one of their main mm. players, you know, and they're just, it's a shame for them because after the, the win against Armenia, you thought, okay, back on the wagon. But, there is a little bit of a rot creeping in here. I think it's, it's a shame what, because what Clark has done with that group of players has been quite good. Yeah, it's been excellent. But I think it's, it's right what Pete described in that you're looking at McGinn and you're looking at Robin, uh, Robertson. They don't have any right, any margin for error like, to fall below mm. like 
nine out of ten yep. every time they play for Scotland. That's a huge demand. Totally. I, and and I look think. at Jay Adams as well. Again, another Premier League player. Yeah, who, I mean, that's their problem okay. though, isn't it? Really, But it hasn't scored in 16, of course. But would you, would you expect him to? No, not necessarily. But again, like... Maybe chip in with one or two there, which is the whole issue. Yeah. I mean, he's well aware of this, by the way. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. But Have they thought about Callum McWilson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Callum, he must be eligible. <laughs> you got to be, yeah. yeah. Stick he's that right Richie there, yeah. up front, right? <laughs> there we are. Um, I know, it's, it, it, it is a shame because, again, you know, in the Euros, the tails were up and, mm. and getting to that playoff um, uh, against Ukraine. But it is going wrong uh, a little bit. Um, and and as you said, Andy, there's no, there's no sort of feeling of well, he's rotating players. They're just trying a few things out. No, they're, they're, this is very much to win. <laughs> it's a big deal games. for them. Yeah, it is, and especially against a side who, you know, is is um, in close proximity. I mean, it's not a derby match, but there's like a you know layer of that. Mm, of great atmosphere. Enjoy yeah, it. exactly. The, the, the supporters and, and the players know mm. each other very very well. But a brilliant uh, win for Ireland, and again something they needed a little bit more of a marquee result, you know. And it does add a little bit extra something because again it was against an opponent that they know very, very well. Um, Northern Ireland themselves got a draw. I say got a draw because they equalised very, very late on. But at home to Cyprus is the key detail in that, of course. <laughs> uh, and they were booed off as well. I mean, they, they did rally. They were 2-0 down and McNair scored in 71 and, and, and Evans equalised in injury time. But it's been pretty poor for, for Northern Ireland and, and Ian Barraclough is in all kinds of bother. You know, people saying that perhaps he should... Uh, move on. I think the interesting thing is if you look at it from a British perspective of course you mm. look at um, Barraclough uh, getting a load of stick and, and, and stuff and you know a, a draw not being enough to get the fans off his back I think the really telling thing if, if you're looking at it from a Cyprus perspective you're like oh come on how did we let that go mm. you know against the team who are, are really really struggling at the moment it's, it's sad because you know I know uh, a lot of Northern Irish people have got a lot of Northern Irish friends and the atmosphere around the national team mm -hmm. and the atmosphere around Windsor Park has been terrific mm -hmm. for like until the last couple of years for, for a decade really mm -hmm. um, for longer, you, know, you know you know going, going all the way back and um, it, it's it's, re it's a real shame to see Windsor Park so un unhappy because it's it's just fantastic when all of Northern Ireland's behind them. Yeah, because I, I I did think maybe, you know, when they nicked the draw, there might be a, a slightly better feeling. But no, clearly not by the, the reaction. But I mean, how much can you pin it on Barraclough? I, I suspect there are Northern Ireland fans who could set me straight on this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you look at the you look at the eleven. What what are we really expecting them to do? But I mean, Cyprus beat Kosovo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, right. I, I, I think I think that I think those fans look. They, they know that this is uh, a limited side mm. that they have. But I think you look at all their results so far, uh, and, and and I think you know perhaps they don't see much improvement really. And I think that's it. Whereas whereas Northern or Ireland's, prospect of improvement. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Northern Ireland sides previously, yeah, you get the odd sloppy result. But I think there is a lot of um, uh, grace they have and a lot of. Uh, uh, patience they've had with with yep. their side, but you then get a good result. You then get a a, a bit more sort of battling performance and uh, and whatnot. And I I think when you haven't seen that for perhaps a few games and more, then you're a bit concerned. Mm. Um, so there we are. All right, everybody. After the break, we're going to talk about Wales. See you in a moment. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. away by Daniel James that time great penalty go on Wales cool welcome back to the football <laughs> ramble everybody before we get to Wales we're gonna have some emails email jingle than you can handle from Graham exiled <laughs> Brit in Australia here after all the back and forth between Vish and the Aussies just want to draw your attention to a tweet from the weekend that sums up my local league courtesy of Aussie Groundhopper uh, update from Victorian State League 5 a referee halts play because volunteer linesman is running the line with a beer in hand <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of them aren't that strong, so, all right. Australian football culture is unrivaled, Grim. And the uh, thing did, did the beer have, is it a stubby, they call no, it? No, stubby, a little koozie. Did it, it, was it in a koozie? Is it a koozie? Is was it, it in a, an official linesman's koozie? A jacuzzi. <laughs> oh, I don't know, I love that. that. That's all we need, I think, for today, chaps. Yeah. That was that good. <laughs> yeah. um, more on Australia, though, uh, later on. Uh, get in touch. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us. At Football Ramble, of course, we're two days away from Wednesday to get your questions in for pep talks. Right, chaps, let's go to Wales. Mm. Wales won, Belgium won. Wales picked up their first point in the top flight of the Nations League. Of course, Brendan Johnson equalised late on uh, his first goal for Wales. What about that Aaron Ramsey assist? <laughs> Roberto Firmino-esque. It was. I had to watch a couple of times to because it went so quickly. I was like, because I don't think he was passing it to that player. I think he was passing it to someone else. Oh. And he happened to just kind of flick it into the path mm, fortuitously. Uh, but I had to watch a couple of times to make sure that he definitely meant it. But it was beautifully I know, done. I know where this is coming from. Right. You're yeah. one of those people who want to debunk that Dennis, Dennis Bergkamp goal at Newcastle. I do, yeah. Bloody typical. <laughs> Is it Dabazas? I can't remember who he, who he megged on. Yeah, it was. Was. Put it around, yeah. yeah but Burkham, even, by, even by saying Dabazas, you're diminishing it. <laughs> Burkham, yeah, exactly. Burkham himself said that I think that he didn't want, he didn't mean to take that touch. But of course, as it came off his foot, he was like, okay. Can I, I say, can work okay, with okay, that. Then. Just, can you stop talking about, I just don't want to know. That's what the man <laughs> himself said. I, yeah, I don't want to care. What, I don't care yeah, what you have to too beautiful. I, I know that you don't like the truth. And you watch your little certain news type broadcasts on your YouTube channels and you put your fingers in the ear conspiracy theorists TV news you're the Matt Letizier the ramble okay but I'm afraid hey. that that's what happened I tell you what the goal that should have stood was that one Yabba Dabba Doo Yabba Dabba absolute peach it was yeah what's Yabba Dabba Doo that's Welsh for Yabba Dabba Doo is it I think it's yeah, yeah okay, it's Welsh so <laughs> Uh, they're Scorio uh, is the uh, is I think the Welsh national team. Scorio, yeah, I think Scorio. No, the I Welsh think he player. plays up front for Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, indeed. Well, the goal was originally ruled offside, of course, mm. uh, but then that was overturned. But uh, Roberto, Roberto Martinez was furious. The lines of VAR were not correct. We were robbed. Yeah, the lines of VAR, the Ides of March. Little... <laughs> <laughs> was it a bit squiggly, Martin? Martinez. <laughs> well, it was it was a, a good draw for Wales, of course, because mm. after that uh, uh, wonderful win against Ukraine, you know, obviously you, 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 there are other tournaments, of course, other than the World Cup, lest we forget. The respect UEFA is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but it was a good Belgium team, you know, De Bruyne and Tielemans was it, were in there, both Hazards off the bench. Good to see that uh, Arsenal are considering a move for Trossard. Yeah. <laughs> after that, getting into the ground as hard as you can. <laughs> Flake out, uh-huh. lovely. Yeah, but he did score a lovely goal though in the previous game. So he maybe, did. so maybe, maybe that's when they put the bid yeah. together. <laughs> I cannot wait for Brennan Johnson to be playing in the Premier League every mm. week. It's it's going to be great. Uh. It's going to be great. He's he's such an exciting player. Mm, well, he proved it there, Andy. Uh, Wales and, and Belgium, of course, has, has been a little bit of a, a regular fixture. Which it's, a weird, it's a weird it's a rivalry, rivalry, isn't it? <laughs> England and Poland had this for a while. Yeah. Arguably, still like in the group stages, they often get each other, don't they? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it's the eighth meeting in the past decade between the sides. They love a bit of pop belge. Yeah, uh, Robbie Page said uh, we're a constant thorn in team sides. Mm. Mm-hmm. More flower chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, interesting stuff. But it's a good point for Wales and uh, deflowering. 
Sven. Careful. Sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> Should have done that joke about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. No, Carry that's, on. That's, no, I... He's usually the one to deflower. Right. Good. Yeah. Carry on. Okay. Sorry, Marcus. Uh-huh. He, Shit. He, he does tend to go for an older woman, though. It's an, inter- it's an international break. <laughs> you don't know how old the wind... I, yeah. Let's not get into it. You did. I did. Yeah, unlike he Sven, did. let's not get into it. Okay. <laughs> now... You pretend you're above it, and then you go even deeper. <laughs> you're a disgrace. He is, he's a real lord, that guy. He's a real okay. lord. Oh, a lord. bit of respect. Let's move away from the UEFA Nations League to another uh, critically acclaimed tournament, uh, the Kirin Cup. Yes. There's been another uh, uh, victory for Japan in the Kirin Cup, of course. Uh, and it is the cup. It's an invitational tournament in Japan that features teams from across the, across the globe, and has been played uh, been played in its full for the first time since 2016. And this mm. was a tournament, of course, that was won by Newcastle United in in 1983. So, Peter, with all that in mind, we've mentioned Japan and Newcastle United <laughs> in the same paragraph. Uh, over to you. Well, Newcastle are kind of like uh, they're the kings of winning cups that don't exist anymore the Texaco Cup the Anglo-Italian Fairs the Fairs the mm-hmm. Intertoto they've won everything that doesn't never, exist anymore never had Cup winners Cup you never had the Zenith data never system had the Zenith did you data for system. the Grand Slam that was too um, legitimate maybe, maybe you can buy it off Blackburn like Alan Shearer <laughs> yeah Division <laughs> 1 yeah yeah Division <laughs> 1 they never won the Cup winners Cup by the way <laughs> uh, yeah but when they last played in the Kirin Cup they had Chris Waddle that's how long ago oh, it was hey. lovely stuff how about that but yeah Japan beat Ghana 4-1 so they'll play Tunisia in the final who beat Chile 2-0 yeah, that'll uh, that'll annoy the Chileans, won't it, Andy? They're a bit they're grumpy at the moment. <laughs> well, of, of course, not not having made the the World Cup and the whole thing. Of course, uh, Vish and Kate and Jim mentioned it last week that they were trying to get Ecuador thrown out of the World Cup for yeah. for, for, for their benefit mm. for <gasps> using a naturalised player. Yeah. Oh my gosh, naughty! Um, sort of president that we got established about thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, mm. and I have to say the balls on them. Yeah. After finishing seventh, seventh yeah. in the group, mm. and yeah, you, you look at them stinking out the place at the Kirin Cup as well. <laughs> it's just a joke. Stinking out the place at the Kirin Cup. I mean, That's particularly look, harsh. If recent international European competition is to be relieved, just yeah. turn up pissed without a ticket and you'll get in. So just turn up to the turn up to Qatar. Hello, can we come in, please? There's, no, we're, we're coming in. Well, there's, there's, we're going to play. There is an element of kind of forcing your way in, which we don't endorse, of course. Right. Okay. Um, you know, but maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right. Well, I'm saying like that, that's why we, you know, we didn't have a crowd at, uh, at Molyneux. Inexplicably, we played the match at Molyneux. Yeah, well, I think that's because it's maybe close to St George's Park where they train. <laughs> <laughs> it was always going to be in the Midlands. Three thousand. You could have played yeah. at Burton Albion, couldn't you? Yeah, they could have done it. It was, it was good to see uh, Kubo uh, get a goal because he's obviously had a bit of a middling kind of Real Madrid mm. uh, career. Are we talk about but Japan. They, yeah, but they reckon okay. that they reckon that he uh, he might find his way back into that side. Well, either way, he's he's playing well for every other La Liga side (laughs) gradually, isn't he? So uh, he'll get there in the end. I think when he's a 41-year-old veteran, (laughs) it'll be time for my one season at Real Madrid. The Messi of Japan gets his his time in the sun. Mm, Damn right, damn right. Well, uh, back to the Nations League, if you will, gentlemen. A little break there. Uh, Norway 3, Sweden 2. Scandi Derby. Lars Sivertsen will be delighted with this. Erling Haaland obviously scored two. I know it's... um, Oh, he's just been unveiled uh, by Manchester City today, by the way. Officially unveiled. Long legs on the internet. Isn't that weird where they take away the picture of him Mm. as a teenager? His legs are the same length as now, but his torso is quite a lot longer. Yeah. As Pete said, he looks like a grasshopper. (laughs) Or an an ostrich. (laughs) 
Yeah, ostrich is better. It's a bit yeah. more of a powerful, uh, aggressive thing mm. than, than well, I mean, grasshoppers. Maybe you know what? They're... I'd love to give uh, Erling Haaland a big French kiss. Right, he's got lovely lips, lips but yeah. he's got lips for days. And oh, mate, that'd be so soft and yielding. It would be very much on his terms, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd, mm. he'd very much want to do it. <laughs> he'd have to want to do it. And if he wanted, I don't think to... I could kiss him if yeah. he didn't want to be kissed. If he wanted to go to go on for days just to annoy you, then he <laughs> <laughs> stop kissing me. Yeah. I wanted this at the start, but I don't uh, anymore. Is that your is that your girlfriend over there? What does she think of this? Eh? <laughs> um, yeah. He, he, I mean, again. We all know this about about Harland, how bloody brilliant he is. Mm. He is an absolute beast. Like it's mm. just ridiculous. Two goals and an assist in this game as well. Mm. And I think the interesting the club. interesting thing in the in in the first half of this, Sweden were probably the better team. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, well, we don't have to be amazing because <laughs> we've got we've got the best player on the pitch by an absolute mile. And yeah. it's not as if Sweden are, are without talent by any stretch of the um, mm. imagination. But Holland's just so irresistible. You look at him, 20 goals in 21 international games now. His scoring and record is just phenomenal. He, he started so slowly at international level yeah. as, as, as well. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable. I know. Well, I mean, again, his scoring record for Dortmund is ridiculous. He, he is... Scary. Pretty, I mean, as close as you can be to a one on one in one kind of goal scorer. But he's, this he's is this is Ronaldo, brilliant as well. This is Ronaldo and Messi stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Having that with goal scoring record. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is it's happening at. Which, I mean, it's such an, such an earlier age. Mm. Yeah, I just hate the comparison. To be perfectly honest, I'm, with I'm comparing numbers, Andy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can't argue with numbers, can you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the attack of Asakubo. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> No way. <laughs> numbers, numbers are what holds the football ramble together. Back to your YouTube rabbit hole, Andy. Okay. <laughs> um. and Andy and Marcus had a bit of a set to this morning about yeah. comparing your Mbappes and your and your. I Harlands said the rivalry that Messi and Ronaldo had. It right. might be the, the, the next thing might be Mbappe and, and Haaland. We might see a bit of that. A lot of people feel that, and yeah. they're all wrong. Right, okay. <laughs> Andy, you're on dangerous oh, ground because once you start saying everybody's wrong and you're the only one who's right, it's all going one way. <laughs> I've been promised my own channel. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair I'm enough. I'm just asking the question and like a picture of Andy going, ooh. Yeah. ooh. If, if, that's, if that's the way you feel about mm -hmm. it, I'm going to put my camera and yeah. tripod in the back of my car Excellent. and off I go. We just, we just want you to start live streaming when you're in football matches, if you could. That, that, that'll be it. But I mean, it's, I tell you what though, that group that, that Norway are in, in, in the Nations League, You've got Haaland in there and you've got Mitrovic in there. A lot of firepower, a <laughs> lot yeah. of goals. Of course, Mitrovic also scored last night. Haaland is still... That's the real rivalry, of course. Well, Haaland's yeah. still got a, a bit of a way to, to reach Mitrovic's, uh, what is it, 46 international goals. So more than double. Yeah. Uh, I, I reckon really he does it by the end of the year. End of the year. <laughs> and then like five, four or five games. Like All right, if he, if he did that, Andy, then then I'll I'll hold I'm your joking, boom. I'll ladies hold, and gentlemen. I'll hold your boom mic when you go off on your little live streams, okay? Because <laughs> I'll be a believer by then. Uh, but Harlan, of course, he'll be in the Premier League next season. Uh, will be one of the favourites for the Golden Boot, of course. Mm. He's just different gravy granules. And we, we're going to be blessed next season in the Premier League with great goal scorers, of course. Because you could argue in the last few seasons, maybe we haven't had that many, but we're going to have, uh, relatively speaking, compared to other seasons in the Premier League, we're going to have Harlan in there. We're going to have Mitrovic and we're going to have Nunes. 
because he's going to Liverpool. Yeah, that's right. How about that? Benfica have confirmed Liverpool have reached a deal for for old Darwin. It's a fee of uh, 75 million euros, rising to a potential 100 million euros. With very, very, very very attainable add-ons. Which I hope it does, because it wasn't that long ago when Jurgen Klopp said... um, you know, oh, 100 million pound or 100 million euro player, blimey. When we reach that stage, I'll, I'm no longer in a job or something like that. What do you think of that, Jürgen? Well, he's, he's a victim of his own success because he, he can't buy players for 15 million that can yeah. improve his team. Yeah. You know, that, that, well, that is where yeah, Liverpool yeah. are, isn't it? No, that is fair. I think he'll be absolutely terrific for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do wonder, because he's got, we talked about this before, because he's got such a, a physically intensive style, I think Klopp's job is going to be to manage him mm. so he doesn't totally mm. burn himself out because I, I wouldn't bet my last pound on him turning up and ripping up the Premier League for 10 years at the, at the moment. Like he's, he's 22. He, like the way he plays is so intense. It's perfect for Liverpool. Mm. I think he'll, he'll, he'll yeah. fit straight away. 34 and 41. Another good deal for uh, Benfica as well. Like oh, you, they love it, don't they? You look at their list of sales. They love it. I mean, whether they make the bonus or not, with this, mm. he's their second m- most expensive sale of all time, beha- mm. behind Joao Felix and ahead of uh, Ruben Dias. Yeah, amazing, very, very, very impressive. And that's you know, that's how clubs like Benfica do their business, mm. don't they? they? They're very, very wily old operators. Um, all right, chaps, let's go to France. We mentioned uh, the, the shenanigans in South Africa last oh. Thursday, where four clubs were banned for life. For some questionable scorelines, we had a 59-1, we had a 33-1. Can't prove anything, Spells. Okay. Can't prove anything. There he goes again. Uh, but uh, <laughs> there's, there's an investigation into uh, a regional match in France that ended 22-1. Crisis actors! Yes. Oh. Every last one of them! <laughs> <laughs> Al, uh, we're up against uh, Setem. Uh, but apparently um, it's been dropped. Uh, this will happen on the final day of, of Regional 2. The result took Al above Martigues uh, reserves to first place and secure promotion. The Setem uh, president explained that his club wanted to forfeit the game due to lack of players. But a 3-0 win wouldn't have been enough for Al. So they were forced to play with the manager and the goalkeeper as outfield players, as well as a 50-year-old coach. Yeah. Which is quite intriguing. Uh, apparently 50 people were called up by the League's Commission for hearings, but only 20 showed up to defend themselves. Well, it's the holidays, right? <laughs> yeah. So what they've done, Andy, is uh, they've decided to give the teams uh, the benefit of the doubt. Drops it yeah, all. If no one can be asked to turn up, it's oh, sod it. Yeah. It's been a long season. I just think, I think <laughs> that in the, in the spirit of things, one has to be careful because this investigation has been dropped, okay? Yeah. Um, but let's recount a few big scores from over the years. Uh we're going to mention that the police machine. Police machine, yeah. Of course, that there was a. I can't remember if it was them or the other side who won seventy nine nil. But that was a bit, you know. Mm. And then South Africa, they were going like fifty nine one, thirty three one, and so on. That was so. It's it's getting lower. Um, anyway, in this game in France, you know, twenty two one. So, you know, the, the interesting thing is less suspicious. Oh, in a previous form before meltdown. Mm. In recent memory, what probably twelve years ago, we're in the French top flight. Were they? Yeah, it's Al Avignon. It's it's remarkable. Bloody really. Nora. But I mean, they were epically bad, and they got relegated after one season because mm. they were at the heart of that that row that um, you know Ali Sissoko ended up playing for Liverpool and Villa. A mm. row that he had with a Leon fan at the training ground, oh. where someone was shouting at him after he had a particularly bad game. One of those ones where Lekeep gives you one out of ten. Yeah. And someone shout a Leon fan who turned up to training shouted at him, "You're rubbish. You should be playing for Al Avignon." And uh, Sissoko, 
came all the way over to him, like in like quite a yeah. conciliatory looking way. I leant over to this fan and he went, your mum, and then ran off. <laughs> <laughs> what would have been better is if his mate had just been on all fours behind him and he just pushed him over after saying that. <laughs> that would have completed it. Uh, gentlemen, tonight, Australia face Peru in the playoff final for the World Cup. This is big. It's big stuff. It's the biggest game that is happening in Qatar to date. <laughs> when okay. I when I sort of go on uh, footy on TV, yeah. I sort of go, oh, oh. There's, a, there's a big, there's something to play for here. At this yeah. point, in the you're looking for any story yep. to get you into a football match at Absolutely. the moment. And so tonight, you know, yeah. you get to watch this. Whereas on, anyone... on, the, on the Sky Sports uh, website, if you look at fixtures for tonight, didn't even bother putting this one in. <laughs> Does anyone else feel that this is a bit Black Mirror? Like if Never saw Qatar it. had stuck to their word mm. and had a summer World Cup, <laughs> this is what it would be like. Because we saw the it is a fair the, point. The, the, the huge collection of Peru fans. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, waiting in Qatar for their team. Mm. Yeah, not outside the team hotel, mm. but in an interior bit that was heavily air conditioned. <laughs> I think it's worth recalling mm. that when they initially got the World Cup and were still sticking with the story that it was going to happen in summer, they were like, mm. "I'll be fine." Air conditioning. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because everyone's inside for the whole tournament. The yeah. World Cup is like Vegas. It's, it's ridiculous. Adjoining tunnels. Yeah. The Peru, stadium. You're right, though. But I mean, I'm sure people have seen the uh, the videos, <clears throat> excuse me, on Twitter. But the Peruvians have gone over there in numbers. And it's brilliant because first time they qualified for the World Cup in a while, of course, was in Russia. Yes. And took everybody by surprise. Yeah. Because Peru is not the richest country in the world. You you think that, you know, would they have a lot of travelling support? You know, a lot of the South American teams, you, you, you see they, they bring um, some supporters mm. uh, but not in huge numbers and it's understandable Argentina do um, but in Peru like blimey I don't know whether part of that is maybe government funded I don't know the situation but whatever it is they were uh, wonderful in Russia and, and everybody who, particularly those who were there said that it was absolutely brilliant um, and so to see them all travelling to Qatar with, you know in great voice and in, and, and in unison and so on it's absolutely brilliant and you think to yourself if they get to the World Cup in, in, in Qatar it would be wonderful to see them well, all you'd be like look at, the, oh, look at all those guys with the Peru shirt yeah. on that's sunburn that's not it's just, <laughs> it's just a stripe of wind or sunburn yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, they've got yeah topless with one of those uh, one of those little bags you know that goes across the chest yeah exactly <laughs> you know, or the reverse of it would be the, the away kit um, well the, 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 the worry for Australia of course is not only are Peru probably a better side that 13 Peru Peruvian shamans have cursed the Australians. No, oh, it seems like they, mm. they shouldn't be doing that. If you're taking your religion seriously, yeah. you shouldn't be guns for hire with this uh, sort of behaviour. Well, I think in that religion with shamans and stuff, right. that, that, I think they are taking it very seriously. <laughs> Hence the, the, the cursing. I mean, I know, you know, one shaman said it was naughty, naughty, very naughty, Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> for those who remember did he, that. Did he do it at half time at the old hybrid? He said, got any salmon sorted? <laughs> um, but uh, um, he's Ebenezer good. Uh, but they have been seen poking a picture of the soccer 1992. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Sven was uh, a middle-aged man. When Newcastle were in the <laughs> Kieran Cup. Yeah, right. <laughs> with Waddle. Um, uh, yes. Uh, th- sorry, what was I saying before? I was rudely interrupted. I was talking, <laughs> I was talking about shaman. By the present. <laughs> This is a serious football show. Can right. I go back to Shaman's poking uh, pictures of the Socceroos with swords, please? <laughs> okay. Um, a part of the ceremony that that was to make sure that the national side beat Australia um, and they are robbed of their skills. Have you seen this current Australia side? <laughs> uh, but fair play to them, they are in the final. <clears throat> but apparently, though, interestingly, Australia have got a bit of history with this. Mm. They called upon a medicine man in 1969. <laughs> 
<laughs> ahead of a crucial game against Zimbabwe, uh, focusing their efforts on goalkeeper Robin Jordan. And the ceremony consisted of burying some bones under a set of goals. And it worked because Jordan had to be taken off injured and Australia won 3 1. Andy, I've piqued right. your attention. I've seen yes. this story. Uh, however, the medicine man then asked for one thousand dollars as payment, which the Australians refused to play uh, to, to pay. Sorry, it's so, bloody murder being a freelancer, isn't it? It, it is. <laughs> it really is. Even back in those days. Um, so he turned the curse onto them, and Australia's captain at the time, Johnny Warren, maintained that it led to heartbreaking defeats for years to come. Um, Warren said, "When Australia played Iran at the MCG in 1997, which Australians will not forget." That was Australia's game, and we didn't win it for some reason. That's the witch doctor. Every time you see those things, you think, ah, the curse is still there. And that was when El Tell uh, was in charge, of course, Terry Venables. It was nothing to do with the fact that they were 3-1 up and then Iran just scored a couple of goals late on. Um, Australia had qualified, I think, for the World Cup uh, before then. Mm. Um, so it's almost as if it's a load of bollocks, Andy. But we shall see uh, <laughs> what happens tonight, of course, and, and will the, the shaman have their say? Pete, yeah. you're looking forward to this one. Well, it's a Nobby Solana fan, of course. Um, he's yeah. a technical assistant. He's uh, he's very angry about the heat. Yeah. So, so why isn't this being played in Europe? It's weird, he said. <laughs> <laughs> we have obviously, you know, a, 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 a lot of lovely listeners from Australia mm. who will be very keen to, to get to the World Cup. Mm. I believe in the Australians. I think they can move any mountain. Nice. As, as oh, long as the air conditioning's on. Okay, <laughs> I see what you're doing there. I see you're there. Uh, well, yeah, indeed, whoever goes through to the World Cup, of course, will uh, be a, a great credit to um, Qatar, especially if it's Peru with those fans, though. <laughs> uh, I will say, um, God bless them all. Uh, right, there we are, everybody. We've come to the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Andy, nice one, me old son. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Farewell. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.